welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hey there, and welcome to the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm Siobhan Key. Thanks so much for joining me. This is episode 226. We're talking about what if. All those what if questions that are flowing through your mind when you're thinking about losing weight, you're thinking about trying something different, maybe you're even thinking about joining coaching, but what if. We're going to talk about that and how to leverage them for a way that'll work better for you in your life. Now, if you're just joining me on this podcast, if you haven't met me yet, I'm Siobhan Key. I'm a family physician and an obesity medicine physician. I practice in Northern BC and I struggled with my weight for years and not only with my weight, but I struggled with eating. I could not figure out why I felt so out of control around food. I felt like I was so different from other people around me. I Once I started eating, I couldn't stop. I chose options like going through the drive-through that I knew wasn't healthy. I knew it was impacting my health and I couldn't stop, couldn't figure it out for years and years. I worked so flipping hard to try to figure it out. I couldn't do it. And eventually what it was, was the intersection between obesity medicine, gathering that knowledge of the science of weight, the science of obesity, plus doing my coach certification where I got all these life coaching tools. And it's the combination of the two that has been incredibly powerful in my own life. And that I think it's so powerful for the obesity medicine patients I treat because I can share it with them. And then the physicians that I coach. So I coach physicians in a program called Thrive Academy for Physicians. It's an amazing supportive group of women physicians who are all working on finding peace with food, finding freedom from things like binge eating, working on weight loss goals, but at the same time thriving in their lives. And here's the thing and why I call this podcast Thriving as a Physician, why I call my coaching program Thrive Academy is we deserve to not just lose weight. (laughs) I think when we say to ourselves, let's just lose weight, we're setting the bar low for ourselves. We deserve to learn how to lose weight in a way that lets us thrive, that lets us love what we're doing to lose weight because then it becomes sustainable. And at the same time, we as physicians deserve to thrive more in our lives. Because let's be honest, most of us are not thriving. We're struggling. We're burnt out. We're stressed. We're overwhelmed. All of those things. And it all impacts your eating, your weight loss goals, everything else. Everything impacts everything else. And it's one of the mistakes that we make is we try and address our eating as its own thing. We hold it as a silo where we're like, I just need to work on my eating. And over here, we're totally overwhelmed and burnt out. And it doesn't work that way. No wonder we're not successful in just cutting out all the crappy food. 
we have to address everything in order to find success with the eating. And here's the real benefit is when we take a holistic approach about the eating and we actually do address these other issues, everything else gets better and it becomes easier to address the eating. So it's not like you need more work to address your eating. You need to put your energy into more impactful places. You want to find the places where you can put the least amount of energy in and have the highest impact. And I love it when we find places that have impact that ripples out. That's huge for your weight loss journey. It's huge for sustainability because I have no interest. I'm not sure about you, but I have no interest in weight loss that's just like, let's get weight off and it's only going to come back. We've done that. We all know how to do that. You can go on a restrictive diet and do that. What my passion is and what I'm really, really good at is helping physicians find ways where it's not a restrictive diet and they lose the weight and they have confidence. They have a totally different relationship with their eating and their weight. They have confidence that they can keep it off. And today, we're going to talk about some powerful stuff and doing that with the concept of the what if questions. Just flipping them a little bit makes a huge difference in the impact it has on your weight loss. And so, so often when we approach our weight loss, we have these doubts. And these have been trained into us. It's from living a life in diet culture. Even a lot of the information that's shared through medicine about weight loss is you're probably not going to be able to do it. Like the underlying key theme is, yeah, nobody's actually successful. And that can end up as a physician where it feels like you're defeated before you even start. And then you add in your memories of the failures you've had in the past, the times you've tried and you've regained weight, or the times you've tried and it didn't work, you weren't able to keep it going. And all it comes together to create a whole lot of doubts. And I see this a lot in the physicians that I coach inside Thrive Academy. They come to me with this ball of doubts of their previous experiences. And it's scary to take the leap and decide that you're going to invest in doing this differently. Because all of these doubts come up. And I've been there. I've had so many of these in my own life in all those years and years where I was struggling and trying to figure it out and not making traction and regaining any little bit of weight I lost, being careful for three weeks and then finding myself back through the drive through multiple days in a row. I've been there and I've done it all. I've had all these doubts too. And this tool that I'm going to teach you is what I've learned to do with them. And what I help the physicians in my coaching program do. So think of all the what if questions that might come up for you when you're starting to think about losing weight or eating differently or trying something different. Or if you've been contemplating about joining me inside Thrive Academy, maybe these thoughts have come up. What if I can't do it? What if it doesn't work? What if I fail? What if it's too hard? What if it takes up too much of my time? Right? There's all these different what if thoughts. And these thoughts hold you back. Just because the thoughts are there do not mean they have any bearing in your future. Here's the thing, no matter what your past has been, you don't actually know what your future is going to be. I like to think that there's an unlimited amount of potential in your future, an unlimited amount of things you could do and different ways you could change the struggles that you're facing. But what makes, really, makes it really hard to find that unlimited capacity is when we're always dragging the failures from the past forward. And these what if thoughts are really born from that like, 
didn't go so well that one time. What if it happens again? Now, the problem with what if questions is they leave you hanging. They're open-ended. They let your imagination go about, yeah, what if I fail? And what do you picture then when you say to yourself, yeah, what if I do fail? What if I fail? What happens? What are you imagining? What if I can't do it? Again, what are you imagining? These open-ended what if questions create space for imagination. And imagination can be an incredibly powerful tool for anything in your life. But you have to use it right. So if your brain's off busy imagining the worst case scenarios, imagining you failing, imagining you never being able to reach your goals, might not work super well in your favor for reaching those goals, right? If your brain's spending all this time. It's these unanswered questions are more scary than an answered question. So think of the one, two, three concept with parenting where you say to them, where you just start counting. If the kids aren't doing something that they're supposed to do and you just start counting one, two, and then they're all of a sudden hustling and picturing myself standing downstairs. It's usually when I've used to like call them down for the bus and they're just like not moving. And then I would just start one, and around two, all of a sudden, I hear all these footprints <laughs> running around above my head. But you never say what's going to happen at three, or you often don't have to. I think when they're really little, I would, but usually you don't. It's this open-ended idea. It's their imagination about what could happen when you hit three that makes them run, it makes them hurry and <laughs> scurry, right? It's the open-ended question is more scary than the closed. If I said to them, you know, come down by the time I count three or you're going to lose some screen time, would then have the opportunity to decide, does that matter to me or not? How worried am I about that? And it probably wouldn't be as effective of getting them to scurry. But when we're approaching our own goals and our own weight loss, we don't want to be scurrying all the time, right? We want to feel like we're in control. We want to be able to weigh the evidence. And so these unanswered questions We want to close them. We want to answer them. And then the other problem with the what if questions is they're biased. Your brain is not coming up with the positive versions of these on its own. It's not like skipping down the road going, do, 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 do. What if this is going to be amazing? What if I reach all my goals? What if I do it and it's so easy that I can't believe it? It's unlikely that that's what your brain's doing on its own. Because our brains are human brains and they're patterned to look for the worst case scenario. They are created to keep us safe. So it's going to be, what if I try this and I fail? What if people notice I failed and they laugh at me? What if I do this and I put in a lot of work and it doesn't work? It's all the worst case scenario that your brain will be doing on its own. So how do you manage these? What do you do with the what if questions? Number one, catch them. Because I find, let me know what you think for yourself, but I find these float through your brain. I find that they are there like a whisper. What if it doesn't work? (laughs) While you're thinking about other stuff and you can even be like, okay, yeah, I'll give that a try. And then your brain's like, what if you fail and everybody laughs? (laughs) It just... It's there a little bit sneaky. You have to be able to catch these questions. You have to notice that they're there. Catch them. Don't let them sneak around in the back of your head. And then answer them. That's step number one. Answer the question. What if? 
what if you try something and it doesn't work? What are you going to do? Right? Come up with answers that you like. You could say, well, then I'm going to go hide in my room for a month and not come out. And I'm going to talk really meanly to myself every single day for that month. And that's probably when you're sitting there and you're planning a step that you want to take, that's probably not the answer you're going to give yourself. That might be an answer that happens when you don't plan for what you're going to do. But if you're planning, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, then I'll figure it out. I'll try something else. If you give yourself the opportunity to answer the question, you're going to come up with solutions ahead of time. So you're going to be planning for the obstacle before you ever encounter the obstacle. And that's a very powerful place to be when you're trying to make behavioral change. Answer the question. Don't let scary, unanswered questions float through your brain. Number two, flip them on their head. For every negatively biased, unanswered what-if question, there is a positive version of it. And just by giving yourself equal airtime to the positive versions of the questions, it can really transform how it feels to take those steps. So like, what if it doesn't work? What if it does? What if it turns out to be amazing at how well it works? The what if I fail? But what if I don't? What if this is the time that you figure it out and you do it all the way to your goal? There will always be a time where that happens. It's coming. You don't know which try is going to be it. So what if this is it? What if you don't fail? Or if you listen to last week's podcast episode, you could say, so what? So what if I fail? It's part of the process. Or you could say, of course, I'm going to fail. What am I going to do about it when I do? How am I going to keep going when I do? Changing the question takes the power back so you have the power. And then step three really is you need to take steps forward. You can stay forever thinking about what might happen. But the reality is if you're wanting to create change, you want to reach goals, there's something about where you are right now that you're not content with. And the more time you sit here contemplating what might happen, what might go wrong, what might not work, It means there's more time where you're sitting in a place where you don't feel content, where you're not living your best life, where you're not growing in the ways that you feel you want to be growing. Growth is uncomfortable. Growth takes courage in the fact that you have to step outside of your safe zone. Staying here where you just ask yourself, but what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? What if other people notice? That's actually your safe zone. Even though it might not feel comfortable to ask those questions, even if you might not like being here, this is your safe zone because your brain knows what it's like to be here. Starting to create change, do things differently, your brain doesn't know what that's like and so it perceives it as not being as safe. And that's why it takes courage to step out and be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it in a way that honors me, that I love, that makes my life better. And I'm going to be okay with sometimes messing up and give myself permission to not be fearful of it anymore. That takes courage to do it differently like that. But man, when you do, so much more opens up for you. Your goals get bigger because you can see that infinite capacity that you have. You dream bigger. You give yourself permission to imagine. And just like we talked about how your imagination for those open-ended negative questions doesn't really work in your favor. When you start open-ended positive questions, but what if it does work? What could be possible? What if I reach this goal? What then? All of that uses your imagination, which is a really, really powerful tool 
in a way that's going to move you forward and probably create stuff in your life that you never thought possible. That you're sitting here listening to this episode, you're not even considering that you could do or that you may do one day because you haven't had the space to consider the possibility. Opening up these questions, changing the conversation inside your mind is what creates space to dream and consider the possibility. And when you consider a possibility and you think that something is possible, it becomes possible. It becomes something that you can strive towards, you can move towards. And I always, with the physicians I coach, I always talk about, let's not just think what is possible, like what goal do I want to create? But let's do ourselves a favor and add in a piece of it of like, how do I want to create that goal? What experience do I want to have while reaching that goal? Because you can reach goals in ways that don't really serve you, right? We've all tried that with weight loss. I think we've all done a restrictive diet that didn't feel good, we didn't like, but we got the weight off and then it didn't stay off. Thriving in your life means reaching these goals and curating the experience you want to have along the way. That's a lot of what we do inside the coaching program is how do you want to feel? How do we create that feeling as you go through these steps? So think about that. Catch these what if questions when they're floating through your head, when they're whispering, but what if? Catch them, answer them, flip them on their head and ask them in a positive way. But yeah, what if? What if it was all possible? What if I'm going to be amazing at this? What if I can do anything I decide to do? Just notice how much more powerful those questions are. And then give your space, yourself space to imagine and dream and come up with ways that you want to experience the process of reaching those possibilities. It's all possible. I can't wait to hear what you create by changing the what ifs. Feel free to send me an email, reach out, tell me how it's going for you at info at weight solutions for physicians. And yes, if you send me an email, I do respond right for me. So I would love to hear from you. If you're loving this episode, loving this podcast, please share it with another physician. There are many physicians out there and we know them. There are friends who are struggling, who are feeling burnt out, who are feeling overwhelmed, who are beating themselves up about their eating and weight. And sharing this with another physician might really help somebody. So please share. Plus, it helps just the podcast stay going and get out there if, if it gets shared. And if you're loving it, if you could take the time to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Wherever you listen to it, leave a review. Let me know what you love about it. It helps other people find the show. All right. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to learn more, I've talked a little bit about the coaching programs that I offer. If you want to learn more about it, just head over to the webpage, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me page. And then um, you can learn more about what it is that I do. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.